0: Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Burns and Gambo starts now. Straight up 2 o'clock on this Friday afternoon. Good afternoon and welcome into today's edition of the Burns and Gambo Show here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. My name is Dave Burns alongside the one. The only John Gambadoro. Hi, Gambo. Bernie, what's going on? Not much, my friend. How are you doing today? You good, good, good. Yeah. Good. Hey, good Friday, March. The Ides of March are upon Indeed. us. Indeed, they are. Gambo came in. He was all excited today. Not excited, but he wanted to know. He, he wanted to know an answer to a question, and we looked it up for oh, him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll just go ahead and just shoot this right off the top. Yeah, here. Shoot, it, um, shoot it, shoot it. So the Coyotes lost with their 14th in a row last night. They yeah. lost to Toronto. Could tied uh, their record tonight, today against the Ottawa Senators with their fifth. 15th straight loss. One more, and they tie the all-time franchise record since they moved here to Arizona. And Gambo came in and he wanted to know what is the longest losing streak in the history of the big... Fo- like, Are they getting the close sports here? Yeah. to the biggest, yeah. longest losing streak we've ever had here in Arizona? And it's crazy because it wasn't that long ago really- that there were losing streaks with two other sports here in the Valley that were actually longer than the current 14-game losing streak that they're on. But the Coyotes are getting close. The Arizona Duny- they can do it. They, they can do well, it. We're not rooting for I'm it. I'm pulling for them. I don't know why you would, but, but that, that, it. That's sort of an odd. That's sort of an odd <laughs> uh, point of view to take. But the Arizona Diamondbacks in 2021 lost 17 straight games. They didn't win a game from June 2nd to June 20th. 17 straight games they lost. That was the 52 win season under Tori Lovello. How he survived that still, sometimes I have absolutely no idea. And then the Phoenix Suns. In Igor Kokoschkov's one and only year as head coach of the Suns, they lost 17 in a row as well. They didn't win a single game from January 15th until February 23rd. February 25th, I'm sorry. 17 straight for the Suns. 17 straight for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Those are the all-time yeah, records here yeah. in town. So the Yotes could tie their own record, but they still would not top the record of 17 by the Suns and the Diamondbacks. And that Diamondback team is me, and you were looking at it. I know it was Merrill Kelly was on that team. And it was only a couple of years. Meryl Merrill Kelly actually ended that losing streak with a win against Milwaukee. He ended that losing streak. And you were looking at the Suns' rise. Like, that was actually, it actually what the what players it? were on that team. It, it was Aiton's first year, McKelbridge's Bridge's first year, Devin Booker. T.J. Warren, De'Anthony Melton, back when he was still kind of trying to find his way. Of course, that was also Josh Jackson. He <laughs> was a disaster. Dragon Bender, he was a disaster. Trevor Ariza, worst, he was a disaster. One of the worst signings ever, <laughs> Trevor Ariza. Kelly Oubre Jr. was on that team uh, as well. I, I mean, it, it, it. What? that's not... It's not a bad, you know, no. like looking at it no. now, it's not a bad roster, right? No. no, not a bad roster, but, you know, they were young and they didn't know how to win and that that was just the case. And here a few years later, here they are, all those guys are gone except for Devin Booker. Yeah, so we'll see what the Cairns do tonight against Ottawa. Uh, I just thought we'd just lead off the show with that because you came in and you're like, look it up, I'm just, I gotta I just know, I'm really know. curious. Yeah. I just want to know how close they are. Right. Got more losses and they'll match it. So weigh end in on our top story of the day here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Burns and Gambo. The weigh-in. Brought to you by Revitalize Weight Loss. I say, well, we ain't talking about losing streaks all day. That's for damn sure. The Suns win. Final score, 110-105 after
1: Green hits that tree to finish with 34 points to lead the Rockets. The Suns get 35 from Devin Booker and a big-time performance from Yusuf Nurkic.
0: It's a song by, uh, by Ringo Starr, one of the Beatles. Remember the song? It don't come easy. Yes, that defines this Phoenix Suns basketball team. <laughs> it don't come easy. It just never comes easy. No. It's the Rockets. They stink. They're not. They're not good. The Suns are up by twenty-one in that game. <laughs> 20, was it twenty one? Yeah, they were up by twenty one. Their biggest lead was twenty one. Was game. it twenty one? I yeah. had, I got my notes from the whole game. I must have had my according, notes from according to the box score. Their biggest lead was twenty one points. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I think it was I sometime had an in 18, the second. Then quarter. even in the fourth quarter, they're up by fifteen. I know. And it's a four point game. And you're like, oh my god, like really, like just really. <laughs> I was at the game last night. The fans were doing the wave in the upper deck. I actually took a video of that. I couldn't believe it. Um, but yeah, like the, the the it don't come easy by Ringo Starr. Like it just why doesn't it come easy? Why does that? You're up by 21. You're up by 15 in the fourth quarter. Can you step on somebody's throat and put them away? I mean, they ended up having a battle right down to the end to scratch and claw and win an ugly game. Now it's a win. It's a win, right? I mean, a win's a win. But man, that was an ugly win. It should have never been that close at the end of the game. Okay, so let's. This is an interesting theory that you're posing here. Why was. Why is it. Why do they make it not easy? What about last night was not easy for the Phoenix Suns? Two things popped into my mind. Okay. All right? You tell me whether you agree or disagree. Okay. Thing number one, they only made five baskets in the fourth quarter. Yeah. They were five of 23 in the fourth quarter. You're making it. So hard on yourself when you shoot. What is that? 18%? I I ch- 19%? I think I charted them missing 10 straight shots to start the I believe the you are correct. I believe you're correct. 10 straight shots to start the Now, the good news is that the Rockets couldn't get any baskets either. They no. got a Landale basket and two free throws by Jacques Landale. During that stretch, and then, you know, eventually they got it to four, but they benefited from the fact that the Rockets weren't making many shots either. And then I think thing number two, and this one was a real simple one, they missed 12 free throws last night. You well, know, well, Hack-a- know Hackaner, uh, and, and Hackaner, he missed Hack-a-Nurk. half of his free throws mm-hmm. and Hackaner. Oh, that, and you talk about, you talk about taking a game and making it just as ugly and as unwatchable as you can possibly muster up, Mm -hmm. that was awful to watch. I mean, I'm just sitting on the couch going, oh, we're going to do this for the next five minutes? Yes. Yes, Ime Adoko, we're going to do this for the next five minutes. You're just going to foul him every time. I think it's... Under three minutes. Under two. Under two, you can't do it. Yeah. Under two, you can't do it K-Ray noted that during the broadcast last night. He's like, thank God we're finally at two minutes. By then, Nurk had fouled out. He was out of the game, so it didn't matter. But it was like, thank goodness. We're finally at the two-minute mark. he took that wrap off his left thumb, and he threw it away. And he was like, because he missed two in a row. Then he made two, but then he missed two again. It was like, okay. I mean, you were were 25 of 37 from the free-throw line. If you hit seven of those 12 that you missed... Now nah, you've got some margin. You've got some room. It's not, you're not making it as hard on yourself, right? It, it was, it was little stuff like that. That Grayson Allen didn't shoot well. Royce O'Neill didn't shoot very well. Devin Booker shot great in the mm-hmm. first quarter. It's kind of a struggle for him a little bit after that. Kevin Durant didn't shoot particularly well. Last I want to ask game. you about this lineup to start the fourth quarter. I want to see what you think. Drew Eubanks, KD, Ball, Grayson Allen, Josh Akogi. That's what started the fourth quarter. Eubanks, KD, Bull, Allen, and Kogi. You know what I hear when I hear that lineup? What? Come on, Bradley Beal. Come on back. Yeah. Come on back. And the good news is that he's listed as probable for tomorrow's game. I hear that lineup. And I didn't, I wasn't, I know you're big on keeping track of lineups. I wasn't paying attention to it quite like that. You rattle off the five names to me, and all I can think of is, oh, please, when is Bradley Beal coming back? Because Beal's on the floor instead of a Kogi, right? In a lineup like that. Sure. And now you've got a little, they need him so badly in those non-Booker minutes. I can't wait till he's back because it's just, that lineup, uh, yeah. Five for 23 in the fourth quarter. Houston was nine for 28. So they shot terrible. They were 3-11 from deep. They could have stole that game. They yeah. could have stole oh, that they game. Could they could have. And then you would have been like, oh, my goodness, if they would have lost to the Rockets. But they get them again in a couple of days. They, so they fight. That team fights. They, they, don't, they don't give up. They don't quit. They're young. They're athletic. There's some things to like about them. Um, but, man, it's just – Man, why don't why why are all of these games just so damn hard? I don't why know. are they so hard? I don't know. But my hope is that when okay, get through Houston. It's it's actually I'm kind of looking forward to tomorrow's game against Houston because I think it's going to be even more physical intense than last night was. It might. I hope it's not as ugly. But I think these two teams have kind of established they don't like each other very much this past week. So I think that makes tomorrow kind of interesting. I'm hoping the Suns will be able to elevate their game when they start playing this tough part of their schedule that's coming up, starting with Oklahoma City on Sunday. I I hope the Suns will will play up to the level of competition like it seems like they play down to a lot of these do you teams. feel like they're playing down to the level of competition or are they just not at that point where they're good enough to bury these teams I because it's one of the other I, I feel like they're playing to the level of their okay. competition so you think they play down that's code that's on coaching like yeah. you've got to figure out a way to motivate your team because you get up by 8 21 like It's So they're either playing down to the level of competition or they're just honestly not good enough to put these teams away. What do you think it is? I think it's – I mean, I think at times I feel like you're right. They play down to the level. And at other times I think like without Beal – and you didn't have Gordon last night that they just might not be good enough to just bury these teams yeah, like they I think like want them to. I just feel like their intensity level wavers. And it wavers in moments. Hey, we're up 21, Houston Rockets, they're no good. And it's just you just you're almost watching them downshift, you know, like okay, downshift, downshift. Let's let's shift into a different gear here, and then they have to shift it back up and shift it back down. And if you're right, or if I'm right, then yeah, that is that is a coaching issue if that's the case. We'll talk more about the Suns coming up in a little bit. In the meantime, we turn our attention to the NFL. The scouting combine continues in Indianapolis. An injury that we're going to need to pass along from the combine. And then a prospect who is making a run, literally, and maybe being drafted by the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Monty Austinfort was impressed. That's next on the Burns and Gambo Show.
1: Hey, it's Wolf. What's next for the Arizona Cardinals following the NFL Combine? All eyes are on free agency. So what you gonna do, Big Red? We get going Monday at 10 a.m. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. Welcome back
0: to the Birds and Gambo Show here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. i <laughs> <laughs> are you laughing at. <laughs> Mitch, can I? You, you can tell it can was it? it was Gambo that found
2: this. So so you might can tell the inside you joke. If We're I good. say
0: this, okay. So so Gambo f- finds this soundbite on X on Twitter. Of Florio talking about Marvin Harrison Jr. right skipping his media session yes and so Mitch in our team's message here during the show oh, just teams God. to be me a message and said I just added a Florio cut to your 2:15 sound that makes me want to shove him into the dirt <laughs> Close you know he's probably he, he's probably shorter than you uh, <laughs> you you know you, you might, say might Mitch be able can take to. him you say Mitch you can might, take him Mitch I might take you in a fight no. against Florio he,
2: he's got the power of his company behind him, though.
0: Yeah, so. it's no one's shoving anybody, but God, that is really funny. I think Mitch would take him. Uh, Mike Florio and Chris Sims on Pro Football Talk and their, whatever their, I can't remember what their show is called. It doesn't, doesn't matter so much. He says, if I'm Marvin Harrison Jr., I'm not going to Arizona. I see that the Cardinals are the betting favorites to draft Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah. Well, sorry, Cardinals fans. If I was Marvin Harrison Jr.,
2: I would say I ain't going to play Why? the Arizona Cardinals. Why? But because the F minus. I mean, I'm influenced by all the stuff that's come out over the last year. I don't want to go play for the Cardinals.
0: I want to play for somebody else. <laughs> 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 Luckily, nobody cares what this guy says. Well, unfortunately, we do because we just played it. As a <laughs> I mean, if nobody cares, I mean, should gonna... have played it. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. shouldn't want to play for the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, wow. Boy. Oh, boy. Yeah, right, and listen, they would have done it with Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels. They would have done it if they were taking a quarterback. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, but and now they're going to do it Marvin Harrison. As a matter of fact, nobody should play for the Cardinals. Everybody should just decline. They go through the entire draft. They don't get anybody. This is just stupid. Just contract. Just contract. You know, just contract the NFL and just eliminate them right cuz nobody wants to I mean, I, it, it doesn't even we played it it doesn't warrant a response because it's ludicrous it's, it's it's just ludicrous if we ever got to that point where we had some credible information that we thought something like that could happen we'll address it in the meantime Let's move on and let's talk about what Jonathan Gannon said with Wolf and Luke today. Does he care that Marvin Harrison Jr., he missed his media availability today. He did. He He was supposed to do an interview. It was like 620 Arizona time. He was supposed to do his combine interview and he was just a no-show. Later, Chris Carter, that Chris Carter, tweeted out that he was getting his medical evaluation and everybody should just chill out. It's not like he left or something. He just didn't want to do the media availability. Here's Jonathan Gannon on with Wolf and Luke.
1: Did he care that MHJ missed his media availability? The short answer is no. No, I actually just found out about it 15 seconds ago. Before I jumped on with you guys, I, I uh, kudos to him. I would have done the same thing if I could have. <laughs> no, JJ, seriously? Wow. How so about that. that? How about that? Hey, man, more power to him. Uh, no, I, you know, I, I don't. know. I'm sure, you know, I'm, I'm sure the media wants to hear from him, but uh, in due time they will.
0: <laughs> Not working out at the combine or pro day. Didn't speak with the media this morning. Won't affect his draft stock one bit. Not one bit. I mean, that's the thing, All right. He's not. It's like you know. He's he's not working out. He's just. He's gonna. He's gonna let his play speak for itself. If you want to draft me, he knows he's gonna get drafted in the top five. He's he not gonna do these things. Just not gonna do them. Yeah, I think there are certain guys in this draft who have. Caleb Williams is another. We'll talk about him a little bit later. He's got the the power. And the money to be able to do whatever he wants to do and not apologize for it. And Marvin Harrison Jr. maybe doesn't quite have the money that Caleb Williams does, but he certainly has the power in knowing that there is a 99% chance I'm going to be the first dude who's not a quarterback taken in this draft. And it doesn't matter whether I meet with the media. It doesn't matter whether I work out on the field in the combine or my pro day. I'm I've got a ninety nine percent chance of being the first dude who's not a quarterback taken in this draft, and there's nothing that's gonna hurt me or nothing that's gonna help me, so why would I even bother? I, I should think just people get ready ex- to be a football player. I think people expected that he was gonna do it. That he was gonna do the media, the media day. Thing? I think they expected him and then when he didn't do it. Look, this kid's viewed as the best non-quarterback in the draft. He might be the overall best player in the draft. And, you know, he feels like I don't have to do these things. And and you know what? He's kind of right. But I also don't want to minimize it either because I'll be honest with you. As a Cardinal fan, and I know there's a Cardinal media presence there in Indianapolis, I would have liked to have heard what he had to say about coming to the Arizona Cardinals. Because Florio's, okay, say what you want about what Florio said. He's not wrong. Marvin Harrison Jr. has been by far mocked to the Cardinals more than any single player to any single team outside of Caleb Williams and the Bears. Everybody expects him to come here. I would have liked to have heard what he had to think about that. It probably would have been one of our top stories. Hey, Marvin Harrison Jr. spoke today on coming to the Arizona Cardinals. You'll hear what he had to say coming up next on the Burns and Gambo show, well, right? We would have done all that if also, he had spoke. Listen, there's also talk that he could go to the Patriots, even though a lot, you know, a lot of discussions on the quarterback, but there's feelings that maybe he could go to the Patriots or maybe a team's going to trade up and get him. Like, I don't know, you you know, he should what he should say, if he did, like, I'm I'm happy to play for anybody in the NFL. Anybody that wants me, I'm going to go get Everything I have—that's, you know—that's the case. I mean, whoever drafts you, you know, you could try to force a trade. It's been done before, but I haven't heard anything, anything about Marvin Harrison Jr. not wanting to play for for a certain team. Uh, one more from Gannon, real quick, on Marvin Harrison Jr. How was the one-on-one interview with the Cardinals It was
1: good. Yeah, he was on it. Um, you know, all the questions that were asked by everybody in there um, had really good answers. He's very thought out, very mature. Um, you know, it was it was a really good interview.
0: Cardinals so far have met with uh, Cooper DeGene, the Iowa cornerback. They've met with uh, Quinyan Mitchell, the Toledo cornerback. Chris Broswell, Alabama defensive end. Chop Robinson, who blazed a 40-time yesterday at the Combine. Uh, they also met with, and this is a funny story, uh, Terion Arnold, the cornerback from Alabama. Listen to him talk about his meeting with the Cardinals. They
2: went really good. They wanted to see how I fresh he told me to get up there and demonstrate my press technique i said coach do you want me to hit you for real he said yeah hit me for real so i hit him
1: <laughs>
2: yeah i jammed him
1: he did jam me he did jam me but you know i played receiver back in the day so then the next rep you know he put his hands up and i swiped him down and hip locked him and i i said i would have scored on that one <laughs> um no that, it was uh that's just part of the, i like to do with corners i it, you know every position is a little bit different but uh you know how well do they know the technique that's been taught to them and the why behind it? And then uh, I put my little spin on it a little bit, but uh, yeah, he he did a really good job. But yeah, I play receiver in those meetings for a little bit, you know. And then Monty says, "All right, you can't do that anymore. Sit down." and <laughs> yes. a, you know. So it's uh, it's uh, it's fun. I have a little bit of fun with those guys, but you do figure out if they if they really know know it. You know,
0: I love that. Can you imagine? I well, think that's awesome. You've never interviewed for a job a day in your life. Can you imagine in a job interview? Because that's essentially what this is, right? Hit me. No, really, hit me. Come on, hit me. It's a job interview. I want you to hit me. you hurt <laughs> What the hell job am I interviewing for here? A football player. That's what kind of job you're interviewing for. I got news for you. You've never interviewed for a job before? No. That doesn't happen in job interviews. That doesn't happen you, in you job don't, interviews? You don't hit somebody. Nobody has you? No, no. I'm surprised uh, my first job didn't ask me to Yeah, I'm so given that the, 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 I would have thought that yeah, what the, the, in the mob, check. that that might have been yeah, yeah a requirement <laughs> <laughs> a prerequisite. Did you see <laughs> the look on Money Austin awesome oh Ford's my face? God, who didn't see that look when Dallas Turner? Pure joy. <sighs> I mean, just <laughs> a look of pure joy. <laughs> he just had this. Ooh, did I just see that look? Like it's it's yeah. there was a little there was a little video that was put on Twitter yesterday. Yeah. It was has hilarious. anybody done that meme? You know that funny meme that goes around is a guy. And he's walking with a girl and he turns to look at another yes, girl? Yes has anybody done the meme where Monty's kind of, Monty's got that look and it's, it's Dallas Turner. So Monty Austin Ford is the guy. Who's the girl he's walking with though, is is because it would have to be the edge rusher he has now. It could be Marvin Harrison jr. <laughs> okay. So Monty's walking. Somebody's got to do that. So I don't know how to Monty's walking. Monty's with walking. Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah. He's Monty. Marvin Harrison jr. Is next to him. And, and then he's turning his head to look at Dallas. He's took his head and look at Dallas <laughs> Turner. Cause he just blew away his 40 yard dash time. Come on, somebody's got... It's my idea, but somebody's got to be creative enough to make that. That would be funny stuff right there. Dallas Turner ran an unofficial 4.47 second 40-yard dash. Uh, He flew. Second fastest time among the day for linebackers. Absolutely flew. Then when you consider that he's 6'2", and he has an 83-inch wingspan, notable NBA players with the same wingspan, Jason Tatum, Luka Doncic... Laurie Markkinen, DeMontis Sabonis, who admittedly has smaller arms, but he's still a big guy, right? Um, Dallas Turner is 6'2". He has the wingspan of Laurie Markkinen or of Jason Tatum fast, got freaky athletic. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. know if the Cardinals would take him at four. He'd probably want to move down a <laughs> little, move little down, bit to But do that. you can't move down too far. You can't move down too far. No, you'd have to you move can't. down, and could you move back up? Like, you'd have to be creative there to get him. When we come back, so far this combination of Devin Booker and Kevin Durant has been successful. How successful? We'll put a number on it that you're going to want to hear coming up next on the Burns and Gambo Show.
1: Hey everybody, Dan Bickley here. What condition will our Phoenix Suns be in come Monday morning?
0: Big weekend ahead, folks. We'll tackle it at 6 a.m. on Monday on Arizona Sports, the local sports
1: leader. We, we know how we want to attack this team defensively. And, you know, if we, we create those situations for Book, uh, and Book can really get going. You know, so again, without getting too, too far into it because we're playing them in, in two days. Um, and yeah,
0: Book was great. Yeah, it was Frank Vogel talking last night. Devin Booker was great. He was great. Early. I've got a number that's just going to blow everybody away here in just a minute. 35 points. Okay. Seven rebounds. He was 13 and 27 from the floor. He made six three-pointers last night, not seven. He had five at the half. <laughs> I it's like, just get two. Just get two. You've never had seven. Just get two more. He's never had seven, and I, I imagine a lot of people listening to us know this, but just in case, if you don't, he's never had seven in a regular season game before. He's had seven in a playoff game. Can't remember which one. He's had seven in a playoff game. He's never had seven in a regular season game. This number came from our son's guru, Kellen Olsen. In all of the games combined that Devin Booker has played, where he's had six made three-pointers in a game. Okay. He has taken 37 shots. an seven? Attempts to get number seven. No way. He's no 0 way for 37. No way. That, that no- can't be right. That number just like wait what? He has had 37 shots at getting a 7-3 pointer and he's 0 for 37? Over his career. He's wow. had 37 shots to get that seventh in a regular season game and he's Oh, for thirty-seven! Bravo, Kellen! Seriously, Bravo. No, Bravo. Was, I read that and I read yeah. it again, and I read it again. I'm like, Am I sure I read the? Yep, I'm sure I read that right. We we need people in this world that have all the time in the world to do stuff like that. <laughs> this world needs more people that have nothing else to do, or who are They're very good, good at what? their like, job. Who are very good at their job? You're just like you got nothing else to do. You're like, yeah, You know what? I'm gonna go back and look at every single. Game. You know how long that takes to do? No, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is why Kellen and others. Are so good at what they do. Yeah, for a guy like Kellen, it probably took him five minutes. Oh Heck he, no! He oh he knew what website. I'm going to text him. I'm going to find out how long it took him to find that number. I that would it, take me two hours. I know it would. It would take I you would take two, me hours. two hours. It would take someone who's tech savvy, internet savvy, stat savvy. So my initial About thought five right, minutes to my find that My initial that thought right now is I go through every box score oh. that he's ever played in to find the games that he had six three pointers. Yes, and then I go to the game log and then I look at the six three pointers and then I go you know for the rest of the game I look to see if he took another one. I could I could have done it in five minutes. I just realized how. You go to Devin Booker's game log on basketballreference.com you organize the column by made three pointers and then all you do is you go to each of those games where he's made six and you count up. It would have taken five, ten minutes. Tops. Two hours, <laughs> at least, at least two hours. It was also, and I wish I took a screenshot of who I got this from. So if it's if you're listening and it's you and you put this out on Twitter, I apologize. I'm not trying to steal your work. I just forgot to credit. I I, I should have. This is, don't. I know you have got a plagiarism joke, just like in the queue. Why ready do to I go. always have to have a plagiarism Cause, joke? Because it's you. You always have a plagiarism joke when I steal somebody else's work and don't credit them. Right. Nice. I already got bashed by the morning show this morning for my uh looky look ahead. So I'm gonna be gonna be nice today. I'm gonna go back to good vibes for the Friday. What was wrong with your look ahead? I don't know. They make fun of the way I say names. Like they were bashing me this morning for the way I say it. names. It was fine. I thought it was fine. fine. There's nothing wrong with it. I heard they were they were making a mockery uh, of my look ahead. <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry about them. They they We mock them all the time in response. Yeah, of course. They have Bloody Marys and Mimosas every day. They were probably half drunk by the time they said what they had to say, for goodness sakes. Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, that was their 50th regular season game together. They've played 50 games together. They are 34-16 and since joining forces. I would assume this is a regular season number, but maybe it counts the playoffs, too. I don't know. That's That's about a a, a 667 winning percentage? 56 win pace. That's about a 56-win pace when Devin Booker and Kevin Durant play together on the... It's good. It's not even counting Bradley Beal. It's just the two of them. The that's two a, of them. That's a 56-win team. Right. 56 wins, and I don't need to tell anybody who knows anything about the NBA. You're probably a one-seed, a two-seed, or a three-seed mm-hmm. in the Western Conference if you win 56 games. So, Book and KD together. Now, Book was great in this basketball game, but kd's struggles continued yeah, my friend do. his struggles continued this mm-hmm. is four games in a row now off the break where his shot seems just off his yeah shot seems off 24 7 and 6 uh he was 8 of 19 from the floor um really rough early if i remember your email right like yeah if i got I- my notes here so in the first quarter he was one for five Uh, Overall, 0 for 2 from 3. At halftime, he was 3 for 9 and 1 of 3 from deep. He had 10 points. So on my notes from the game last night, that's what I had. He was 1 of 5 in the first quarter. He was 3 of 9 at the end of the half. He did not shoot the ball well again. No, um, he didn't. Level of concern. Because I know where I'm putting it. Uh, minimal. Okay. Just minimal. I mean, I do. Well, listen, there's no doubt that we've talked about the amount of the heavy amount of minutes that he has had to play at his age. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I didn't look. at. I forgot to look at the box. Screen, how many minutes he played last night. But I can tell you in a minute. Here. It's a, it's just it's a lot of minutes. There's not this team doesn't give a lot of breaks to their star players. They very rarely bury a team. The Detroit games were the only games I remember where they buried somebody. And those guys got to sit 40 he played 40 and a half minutes yeah, yeah last in last night's game played a lot of minutes playing a lot of minutes i mean he's an older player and uh, he, listen i i'm not that concerned over it cuz he is a true truly one of the greatest players that's ever played this game in the history of the game um but he is off to a, he is struggling right now and he's got to get out. look like, if this happens in the playoffs they're in a whole lot of trouble oh if this happens in the playoffs they're not they're not going to go anywhere and and look if we if we're honest about it, this did happen in the playoffs this happened last year in the playoffs last year kevin durant Struggled a lot versus the Denver. I go back and look at the game logs, but Kevin Durant, you know, was hoisting up tons of shots and not making many. I'm, my concern is, it's just a notch above zero. I mean, it's like on a scale of zero to 100, I would put it at like a two. You, but it, you brought up yesterday, like, hey, look at a three game since the All Star. Oh, no, he's I not know. shooting. He, like, he, you brought that up, but he's he not just shooting his, well. is kind of a let's keep an eye on this sort of thing. But I, I, he's just too good of an offensive player good. to be in a rut like I this. Know. And then there was uh, Devin Booker and Cam Whitmore. That was. Uh, did you see what he said? I, Go go ahead. So I was there, and my initial reaction. I I, I don't know the guy who was sitting next to me, but I said I think he took. I think Whitmore took a swing at Booker. Like from my vantage point where I was sitting at the arena, I thought Whitmore swung, through a punch at Booker. Now they they actually showed the replay in the arena. It took a minute or two, but they actually showed the replay, and I guess he was kind of swatting his hand away. They gave ended up giving. Um, like double technicals because I thought maybe if he threw a punch they were going to kick Whitmore, Whitmore out and they didn't. Yeah, no, they didn't. Devin Booker, uh, what I was going to say was you were at the game. I, I liked his answer to the question when he was asked about it on AZ Family's post-game show um, with uh, with their sideline reporter. Yeah, I think it's always fun, you know, to turn it up a little bit,
1: uh, get ultra competitive. That's what this sport's about and I feel like we're getting away from it as a whole NBA. So, um... Nothing personal. It's composition. Mitch
0: and Lauren read my mind. I didn't even ask for that soundbite, but I, I saw him say that last night to Amanda Flugrad, and I thought that that's – our league is missing this a little bit. We don't have enough of that in our league, so it's, it's fun. I enjoy it. But it's it. – it. It's, it's, it, it all starts with – it's just trash talking that starts it. Yeah. Booker hit a three, and as he's backpedaling – He's in the guy's face. He's taunting him for hitting the 3 and then it escalates. So it's not like just in the in the the scheme of the game, it's it starts with Booker's ability to be the, the trash talker that he is.
1: And he loves to trash talk. I started last last game, um, same thing. Um just competing, being extra physical. Um, I mean, I like it. You know, I've been in these situations plenty of time before, so you know I was that same young player doing that same thing Uh, I remember doing it to Jimmy Butler my rookie year him going in post game after talking about me Um, plenty of people so you know you you never want to back down and You know, I respect going at a top player, and you just got to be ready for it. Kellen went back and found that exchange, Jimmy Butler, during
0: Booker's rookie year. Quote, he was talking trash to me, crazy. I was like, excuse me, sometimes I think you should just play, close quote. (laughs) Booker talking smack to Jimmy Butler as a rookie. So Kellen was able to do the stat on the seventh three-pointer and go back and find Jimmy Butler's comment. Yeah, We don't pay that guy enough. Amen to that. When we come back, on the- he, he needs <laughs> a raise. <laughs> <laughs> where, Kellen needs where, a raise. Wherever you are, Kellen, take a little, take a little clip. That audio clip. Take it into your next They're negotiation. Not paying that guy enough right money there. with all this content, he's able to find. Take it into your next negotiation. Jaden Daniels. How weird is it if you're an ASU fan, seeing him get ready to be maybe the second player taken in this draft? Would he welcome a reunion at the NFL level with one of his college coaches? Oh, you know who we're talking about next on the Burns and Gambo Show. The Burns and Gambo Need to Know Social Poll. Presented by Sanderson Ford. Yeah. All right, Mitch is here with us. It's got today's social media poll question of the day. Mitch, you got it. Take it away.
2: So the Suns have some pretty tough opponents upcoming. If you look past tomorrow, they have Oklahoma City, Denver, Boston twice, Cleveland, and Toronto. So we're asking in those six games upcoming, how many are they going to win? And there's four options today. They're going to win two of them or fewer. They're going to win three of them. They're going to win four of them. Okay. They're going to win five or six of them.
0: Two against Boston. One of them is on the road. Denver's on the road. Denver's on the road. road. Cleveland's on the road. I got three and three. They're going to go three and three split with Boston beat Toronto lose to Cleveland beat Oklahoma City lose to Denver just real quick this is this is not cheating i'm just looking for clarification on one thing real i don't really quick. know how you would cheat at this but I, yeah, well i just yeah, i want to know, know if any of them are back to backs ah. none of them are 4 and 2 4 well so give me the 4 wins um give me the 4 wins Oklahoma City okay Toronto, Cleveland, and one of the Boston games. Okay. And if Jamal Murray's hurt, which he got hurt last night, and can't play for a week or so, I'd be willing to put... well Denver's such a hard place to win. No, those are my four. They'll beat Boston once, Toronto, Cleveland, Oklahoma City. Give me now for four. Ooh. It's okay, I understand. Reggie Jackson strikes fear into the hearts of men. I get it. <laughs> Indeed. It's fine. he so got a sprained right ankle. Yeah. What is the Denver game? Uh, that is... Choose. Next Tuesday. Yes. He might not be, he might not return no, he's from the spring going
2: to. I don't think they're in a rush to bring him back. Oh, no, why?
0: Why yeah, why would they be? Uh, you know what? I'm feeling it was because it's Friday and we're going oh. to the weekend. I'm feeling I'm feeling he's got good vibes. Saucy. I got good oh, vibes. Carrying good over vibes. the good vibes right. theme from mm. the beginning of the show. Put me down
2: for four. It's a fight between the two in the middle. And the leader right now is on the less optimistic side. 40% saying three wins out of those six. 37% saying four wins out of those six. 12% saying they'll get to five or six. And the other 12% thinking it'll be two or fewer. So the extremes are split.
0: 12% for one extreme, 12% for the yeah, other Yeah, I guess extreme. you look at that. Interesting, yeah. How about that? Thank you, Mitch. We appreciate that. You can find it on the Burns and Gambo X page. At Burns and Gambo, one word is where you can find it. Jaden Daniels. It's been a while since he's been an ASU quarterback, but then to have him reference ASU players during the draft process was kind of interesting. I want to say
1: mentor, but um, I do have uh, some friends. I have I uh, have two two guys that are older than me. Um, they're like big brothers to me, Brandon Ayuk and Rashad White. Um, and you know, we're just talking talking it up. You know, I went to Arizona State with them, um, be able just to talk to them day in and day out, and you know, get their get their advice, and you know, they they hear what I'm talking about. Obviously, we all went through. Different processes, um, but be able just to talk to them and, and see what they go through on a daily basis in their NFL season. And, uh, you know, I know
0: they're happy. I finally get to join them. I'm happy to join them too. I had Kimbo, I had this weird moment this morning when I saw that soundbite, when I read those words, and I thought, how cool would it be for us right now if Jaden Daniels was still an ASU quarterback and he was about to be the second or third player in the draft? Like, it would be, I, mean, I know it, it probably yeah. never would have happened like that. I, I I have a hard time believing it would have, but like if it had, that would be really cool to have an ASU quarterback that close to being the top pick in the NFL draft. You know, you go, you know, my my era is Jake Plummer made it to the NFL, Brock Eisweiler made it to the NFL, even Rudy Carpenter. Was on the practice squad with Dallas. did Andrew White too? Didn't didn't he? Did White make it? I think White. Yeah, he did. Made, I think he did. I think he, he was did. a late draft pick or an undrafted guy. But he he bounced around a little bit, if I remember right. Andrew Walters. Andrew Walters. Walter. Walter. I say. said White. It's not White. Andrew Walters. Walter. Andrew Walters. Walter. Walter. Tall guy. Yeah. yeah. I knew it was. I knew it wasn't White. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Andrew, Andrew Walters. Walter. Sorry. You, Wait, I go back to, you go back to Mike Pagel was in the NFL. alone Mark Malone is in the NFL, yeah. uh, uh, Danny White. Like, there's been so many good ASU quarterbacks. But, you know, listen, when he was here for three years and he had over 6,000 passing yards and over 1,300 rushing yards and it was unexpected, but he announced this decision to transfer and he ended up going to LSU and it was the best thing that ever could have happened to him because it worked out really well. Yeah. Uh, he also was asked on CBS Sports, what about the possibility of being – Reunited, perhaps, with one of his former ASU coaches, who now is the head guy with the Vegas Raiders and Antonio Pierce. Man, we're going
1: to see. Uh, we are going to see. Uh, uh, AP is a great guy. He's the right guy for the job. Man. Uh, if he did i hear my name call and i on draft day i hear my uh, hear my phone call uh, ring and it's ap you know i don't know what i'll do so uh we'll see but right now you know i'm just blessed i'll take it day by day i i let everybody handle that you know that's that's what that's what they're for you know i'm focused on being the best player the best uh, version of myself
0: it would take a whopper of a deal for the raiders to get up there to get them. It would, it would. I mean, because the teams that are in the top three all need a quarterback. And if there was one that didn't, then there would be all this crazy speculation. But the reality is all three of the teams picking before the Cardinals need a quarterback. Yeah. Uh, Meanwhile, Caleb Williams today made headlines and in some ways made history, for lack of a better, better word. It's believed he's the first player in the history of the Combine to not do the medical testing. At the Combine. He's not doing the throwing testing or any of the on-field work, but he's not doing medical testing either. He met with the media today, and he explained why.
3: Yeah, so for the medical stuff, I'll be doing the medical stuff, just not here in Indy. I'll be doing it at the team interviews. Um, You know, not 32 teams can draft me. Um, There's only one of me. Um, And so uh, the teams that I go to for my visit, um, you know, those teams will have the the medical, and, and, and that'll
0: be it. The story I read on The Athletic today said it was unprecedented. It's never happened before. Yeah, you would I mean, he's going to the Bears with the number one pick Yeah, and I wonder if the thought process is I'll give the Bears all my medical stuff but I don't need you guys having my medical sure. information I sure. don't need anybody to have it it's it's my private medical stuff, I'll give it to the Bears if they decide they don't want to draft me because of it so be it, then I'll give it to the next team Peter Schrager uh, on Good Morning Football this is a couple days old but, but listen, when you hear it described like this, you understand how unique Caleb Williams' situation is, and I'll let Schrager explain it. He
3: is unlike any other quarterback draft prospect we've ever seen, and it's Mm. not because of his talent, which is amazing. It's because of what he's leaving. At USC, Caleb Williams had endorsement deals from Wendy's, Dr. Pepper, Nissan, United Airlines, (laughs) PlayStation, PlayStation, Neutrogena, and reportedly made over $12 million in NIL money and endorsements. He lived in a... Amazing apartment in Los Angeles. He was the king of USC and before that was the king at Oklahoma It's hard to look at him and say okay Well traditionally I looked at my quarterbacks coming in and they don't say much and they go and they do the medical This guy is coming from a totally different situation than everybody else. He has already earned 12 million dollars from his play earning that off the field
0: Wow, I know right? Just wow. I
3: watched that and
0: I'm like $12 million in NIL deals. Shaw show was on the floor. And then and then there was a follow-up question, like it, he's not the only, he, he's the only one, right? Compared to the other top guys, Jaden Daniels, Drake May, is that vastly different for Caleb Williams when you talk about the is. endorsement deals and things of that nature while he was in college? Those
3: guys got paid, those guys got money, but his stuff is- was totally humor. another level. And he is, Yeah. he, someone said he's the first NIL, like Superman, mm. like that. This guy got all the deals and you see him on Wendy's ads. Now, when Shador Sanders comes into the league. Oh, yeah. Buckle up. (laughs)
0: $12 million. So so he's got like this. Hey, man, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. You can't make me do it. I know, but he could, listen, he he could parlay that. He could make $250 million in the NFL. I I just mean the medical part of the combo. Like, if he doesn't want to throw, he doesn't have to throw. I'm thinking about all those universities who have guys out there, their NIL deals pay him $12. (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) Should did you make your I got $12. (laughs) I got a coupon for a free pizza. When we come back on the Burns & Gamble Show. Yesterday, we talked about the importance of Suns role players down the stretch. Yesterday, you saw the good and the bad of one of those role players all wrapped into one. That's coming up next on the Burns and Gampo Show.